Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 2nd of May and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to of course you can always pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full but if you're listening on a podcast wherever you are in this wide world of ours then you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there and also uh, catch up on all the other great things that we have on offer on the website. Well, it was a nasty night in the US. There's no other way to sugarcoat that and we're expecting a nasty day here today for our market. Bear in mind though, for all the volatility last week, our market fell only 38 points. So uh, certainly uh, we have a big, big, big week this week with central banks very much in focus. Let's get to the numbers. The Dow Jones fell a massive 939 points, 2.77%, but that was nothing, a mere bagatelle compared to NASDAQ, which dropped 537 points to 12,335. That was down 4.2%. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, as always, was down 156 points, 4132, 3.63%. A very, very ugly night in the US. Those tech stocks doing especially bad. Uh, SPY futures as a result of all this were down around 1.3%, 94 points to 73.15, which was pretty much exactly what we made up on Friday, which was up 82 points. So we're going to be giving it all away as they say. VIX index up 3 points or 11.35% to 33. Big US stocks very much in focus on Friday, uh, especially in the tech sector. As I say, Amazon was the big casualty, down 14% on disappointing numbers there. And of course, we do have the US Federal Reserve rate decision this week, as well as the RBA meeting as well. So uh, not such good news there for the markets. In commodities, we had Brent crude up 1.6%, dollars $1.75, a barrel. WTI fell slightly, $0.67 cents to $104.69. 0.64% down. Gold up slightly, 20 bucks 40 to 19.11, spot 7.0, up 1.1%. And iron ore falling 2.86%, $4.31 to 146.30. We had other commodities, copper up 0.96%, nickel fell uh, 2.8%. Aluminium up 1.3, zinc down 1.1, lead up half a percent, tin up 1.1%. As a result of all this in terms of resource stocks overseas, Freeport McMoran were down 3.1%, Alcoa down 3.9%, Tech up 0.12%, Anglo-American up 3.8%, Glencore up 2.9%, Vale slipped 065 and Arbemarle down 1.2%. We did see losses in BHP and Rio. BHP down 1.7%, Rio down 0.6% of a percent there. But it was the US tech stocks that really took it hard on Friday. Apple down 3.7%, Meta down 26 
Google down 3.7, Microsoft down 4.2, Block down 4.9, Tesla escaped the carnage down 0.8 of a percent, Netflix down 4.6, and Amazon, as we said before, that whack. 14% down with US banks under serious pressure as well. JP Morgan down 3.2, Citigroup down 2.6, and Goldman Sachs down 4.1%. So that will have some implications for our banking sector and Macquarie. We did also see US 10 year yields up to 2.938%. Aussie still around 3.243%. As far as major stories go, though, overnight, Apart from the market closing on its lows, we got a big week ahead for the Fed with their meeting. We should get the results of that on Thursday. And we also have Treasury quarterly funding announcements and some macro data. And we are expecting now the Fed to announce a 50 basis point hike in their May report. There's also now uh, lots of talk about the uh, June number as well and a big rate rise potentially in June as well. Quantitative tightening and more aggressive tightening circle cycle in 2017. And the ECB's Gindos says the July rate cut hike is possible but not likely. Military analysts say Western artillery flooding into Ukraine could change course of the war. And Germany says it could end its dependence on Russian oil by the end of the summer, which could speed up potential full EU embargo. The Suez Canal recorded its highest monthly revenue on record in April as traffic continued to rebound and alternative crop fertilisers gaining traction as traditional fertiliser prices hit record levels. Inflation and growth pushing debts to GDP lower in many countries and Shanghai starting to ease lockdowns as Beijing tightens COVID restrictions. And over the weekend, Berkshire Hathaway had their meeting in Omaha and they're purchasing $51 billion worth of shares in Q1 after two years of selling. In local news today, we have uh, ANZ job ads for April. We have uh, CoreLogic Home Value Index for April as well, and we have the Melbourne Institute inflation number for April. And in the latest polls, we're halfway through the election campaign. Are we there yet? Only halfway, I'm afraid. Labour has maintained its 53-43 to two-party preferred lead over the coalition, with the opposition's primary vote lifting one point to 38%. We do get the Fed and the Bank of England as well will release statements on Thursday. Ten-year yields 2.93 in America, 3.12 in Australia, Germany 0.94. And there is now a 50% chance that the US Federal Reserve will raise the fund rates by 20, uh, sorry, 75 basis points in June. This will follow the 50 basis points increased, which is now priced in for the Fed's meeting this week. Telstra has appointed Michael Acklin to the role of CFO and Group Strategy Executive and Finance Executive. Qantas has announced a major new aircraft order, soon be able to fly uh, Sydney, London direct, it seems. And Argosy Minerals update today on the Rincon operations. First production still on track for next quarter. And Damstra, which has had a horror run, has signed a three-year master service agreement with Barrick Gold for at least 1.2 million US. And Oztrack has accepted an enforceable undertaking from NAB to revamp its compliance. And Deterra has reported total royalty receipts for the March quarter of 59.1 million up 78.8% on the December quarter.
Our market obviously today is going to take a bit of a bludging uh, after that 94 point fall on the SPY. But it could be that we do see some buyers emerge again. The market was unusually strong, I guess, coming into the end of month last week. We are going to give that back. But remember that for the week, we're only down 38 points. So there's lots of noise, lots of opportunity, lots of volatility. But at the end of the day, this week is all going to be about the RBA tomorrow, the Fed on Thursday, and the Bank of England as well this week. It is all about central banks and what they do. But certainly, there was enough to spook the horses on Friday in the US with that 939-point fall in the Dow and closing on its lows. So maybe the weekend will give traders in the US a chance to rethink, recalibrate, rebalance, and reboot and we will see buyers emerge. So all eyes will be on the futures market as it opens up again Sunday evening in the US for US futures. Question of the day today is simple. Will the RBA move tomorrow? Will they raise rates tomorrow or will they stay apolitical? Will they stay out of the fight, wait for the wages number which happens at the end of this month and raise in June after the election? We know they're going to raise it's now just a question of when. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can listen to the other wonderfulness of Marcus Today on the other podcast streams that we have. The Strategy Podcast, which is the morning meeting. The On The Desk Podcast, where the team in Melbourne talk about things that are pretty much in the news and things that are coming across their desk. And my On The Couch podcast where I talk to CEOs and fund managers about uh, things that I hope will interest you. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening and hope that it is not too bad today. May the trading gods go with you.